Welcome to We Need to Talk About Steffi, the show where we talk about men and women from history named Stevan. There have been many Stevens, Stefanis, Stefans, Stevies, uh, Stefans, movies, TV, music, books, history. Stephen is one of the most powerful names that has ever existed, and this is a podcast dedicated to the men and women who have borne the name Stephen. He's a beer-drinking, shit-kicking world champion. He's been a member of the Dangerous Alliance, the Hollywood Blondes, and the Stud Stable. And no, those are not bands. He ushered in the Attitude Era in stunning fashion and preaches the word of Austin 316. Yes, our Stephen owed $360,000 to the IRS, but he paid that bitch off, and that's the bottom line. Because he is Stone Cold Steve Austin! Welcome to We Need to Talk About Steven, and we have one hell of a Steven for you today. I am Sean. I am Michael. And I'm Steven. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even gonna go. Oh, I'm Steve Austin. <laughs> Today we're talking about what uh, is arguably the greatest wrestler of all time. Which I think he's the most lucrative, right? I mean, I guess is. The Rock has made more money post wrestling, but Steve Austin fucking crushed it. In the uh, yes, like checks that have WWE at the top of them. Yeah. I think Steve or Austin. WWF or WCW or whatever. Yeah, the fuck whatever. They all went through. I think there's even an NWO for a while. Yeah, yeah. This guy is mega successful. I'm sure we all know who he is. He's the bald, intimidating redneck. He's got a nice goatee. He wears a vest with no shirt under it. And sometimes jean shorts, which is my personal favorite. Yeah. But other times little black underwear. Sometimes he wears like full jeans. And they're like, man, those legs fill those jeans out. McMahon, those really get filled out. <laughs> um, Mike and I are so excited to talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin today because... It's not because we're wrestling fans. We actually aren't. Um, but we've just learned so much about him in the last 48 hours. We're blown away. Yeah. I mean, going into this, I was like pretty indifferent to the guy. I thought, oh, great. It's a wrestler. I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. And me and Sean fucking crammed this thing. We listened, We each listened to his audio book. <laughs> he has an we autobiography. Gonna, so I was going to read it. And I looked and it was like 340 pages. Wow. And I was like. Yeah. How so, did that fill out 340 pages? I was thinking it's either like 48 size font <laughs> in the book. <laughs> right. Or I think this is an abridged version. Oh, it might be. Because we both listened to the audiobook, as he said, and it's two shorter and a, it's than this podcast is likely to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was read by Stone Cold. And for some reason, some other redneck who. JR. JR, which is like What's the perfect He's, redneck think he name. He was like. Uh, is he an announcer? Yeah, so you guys can see we didn't really do full homework on this. <laughs> All right, we might have oversold Jim our homework. Ross. It's Jim Ross. So oh. I think that he's a uh, ringside guy, but has just been involved in wrestling forever. Right. Well, I will say this. No story about a Texan is complete without some character named JR entering <laughs> totally. at some point yeah. or just narrating the whole thing. <laughs> but it was great. Stone Cold, in his own words, actually sold me on him more than I think anything else ever could. Because I'd seen the Wikipedia, I read all this shit that just makes my eyes glaze over, six-time WWE world champion, whatever, NCW. Yeah, and, it means and, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, is that going, I read the Wikipedia after listening to the book, and it's all the exact same fucking information as the book. Because <laughs> his book, 
I gotta say, like, it illuminated nothing for me about the man Steve Austin. No, like, zero. it's just stories about like this one time I fought Bret Hart. And yeah, then that guy beat the shit out of me, and then his brother died, and that was sad. It was just like yeah, a recap of like <clears throat> wrestling matches, and not really. He like did some stuff about the wives that he's had, mm-hmm. but even that, he was like, "Well, you guys can read about that. That's been in the news." So he didn't even like talk about it at all in the book. Yeah, I, that's so exactly right. I think I was surprised. It was like it kind of gave a, be- a beginning of his career, and then he just jumped straight to the end of it. Yeah, and there's nothing about these megastar years of him being stone cold at all i mean it's like do you think that you could sum up your life in two and a half hours with some guy named jr also filling in like <laughs> I, I would, would hope that like to have i've JR's done help. nothing with my life and i hope that it would take like maybe three hours yeah i'd like to think i could get a day out of it yeah it's kind of crazy that like his whole story was two and a half hours but it's pretty much what i expected it was like in the beginning of this book you hear him talking and you're like wow he's definitely Either this guy really is that much of a big diesel redneck, or yeah. he is in character for the book. Yeah. And I still he's can't simple, decide. I mean, he's like a simple dude, mm-hmm. but he obviously like has the kind of um, entertainer chops or something like that. Because mm-hmm. even just listening to the book, it was pretty entertaining. He's got what I would call like a down-home... Whole, uh, he's not wholesome, but he's got a down-home charm. Where it starts off with him like, listen, everybody, Stone Cold wasn't born with a beer in his hand and a bicep the size of a goddamn mountain. Yeah. I was just a normal baby. Yeah. And then it, it like goes from there. So it's kind of like charming. No, but it's charming also because it's like he's not like a big whiskey drinker or something. He just drinks beer. And yeah. it's like, I remember like in Hell or High Water, that movie, it's like the, one of the brothers like, don't get drunk. And he's like, no one ever got drunk drinking beer. <laughs> it's just like. So true. Yeah. So like Stone Cold maybe isn't like a drunk, like redneck maniac that you'd maybe think of. Right. But, but he's taken like, on the character of he that. He has his shit in control. I think you have to, to be at that level. I mean, even though. People say wrestlers aren't really athletes, and they're not in the competitive sense. But those guys, those guys are work. Athletes they work for fucking sure. hard yeah. to get to stay in that shape, and they beat the shit out of themselves, yeah. even if it's just like for play. Yeah, but even like I was gonna ask you, you would not want to be like play slapped by one of those Fuck fucking no. guys. I wouldn't want to go one round sparring for fun, like play fun. No. Like those guys hurt each other. Yeah, and they're all like six four. And 260 pounds. Oh, those guys like all live off of it too. And I saw, I was watching some video of him today and he's in his fifties, I think. And it's like his face is all gnarled and scarred up. Like yeah. he's got big fucking cuts on his lips still. Like, yeah, these guys take a beating. Well, that's the other part of the, most of that book when he's not talking about famous matches or beer, he's talking about how fucked up his body is yeah, and was at various points. It's a big, long bitch session. Yeah. Like, and I remember 1998, I had an elbow replaced with an elephant's elbow. <laughs> <laughs> it was too small for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, he, the book starts with him talking about he's about to do like a WrestleMania and he has a heart attack. Yeah, that night, is how it starts. The night before. And then, so he goes to the hospital. Well, he's laying in his bed in the, uh, in the hotel room and he's freaking out. And he's like, I think he calls down to the lobby and he's like, 
excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm having a panic attack or something. And something he's laying in bed and a doctor walks by, like the WWE team doctor, and he's like, Sandra, come in here. <laughs> and they take him to a hospital. They put a sheet over his head because they don't want all the fans to see mm-hmm. that Stone, Stone Cold. Cold is a mortal man. Right. And then he goes to the hospital. They take his blood pressure and he's fine. And then he eats, what did they say? He said he ate. He had two steaks Two yeah. chickens. 15 minutes after this guy thinks he's having a heart attack and he's laying in bed, I don't even think they've cleared him from the heart attack yet. He's just calming down from whatever this was. And he's like, I guess I'll like to order two New York strip steaks and a big loaded baked <laughs> potato. <laughs> like, is that what you should be feeding yeah, someone who's like, potentially having a coronary? Wait, Stone Cold, we need to pull the ventilator out first. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop shoving oh, this. Oh, I'm good. Stuff. I want him cooked well. <laughs> Put that shit in the IV and... <laughs> Good to go, bud. I'm ready for some red meat. <laughs> the flight of my life tomorrow, I guess the rocket summer slam 2001. I gotta get a steak in my belly. Also, yeah, speaking of 2001, it's important to note that this book we listened to, it was published in 2001, and that's like as mm-hmm. far as our research really goes. Yes. <laughs> so there's 17 years of Stone Cold's life that we're a little foggy yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, full I bur- disclosure. Yeah, I browsed his uh, Instagram today. And he looks like he's having a great time. But as far as, like, any recent history on him, I have no idea other than that he has dogs. He has a beard company. He spends a lot of time outdoors. Yeah. It's interesting to see what um, famous people get up to after their fame is over. It happens more with athletes than anyone else, I think. Yeah. Because, like, singers are always trying to be there. Actors are always still trying to get another role. But athletes and wrestlers, like, once they're done doing that... No, they're yeah, really see, done. I oh, mean, yeah. They put their name on like the George Foreman grill or something. Yeah. And they kind of try to like they try to brand stuff. Yeah. They attend like restaurant openings and yeah. shake people's hands and <laughs> yeah, shit. For like, sure. it's, they do a lot of like ribbon cutting ceremonies and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'd imagine his Instagram is a lot of pictures of him with like a Weimariner in his backyard yeah. just sitting around like just still living a good life <laughs> i think that well looking at his instagram it's like he has like a bunch of mules and gators and stuff like that so i think he probably endorses like Sounds outdoor equipment and stuff like that yeah i bet he does he's always felt like he would be out endorsing like gator um you know the gator like yeah the golf like, carts for rednecks that yeah, go totally. in the mud love those things yeah those things are pretty cool no, I mean, that's the thing about wrestlers and Steve Austin is that they're all, like, so good off the cuff and stuff like that mm-hmm. that they can kind of just show up, say some funny shit, do his tagline, and he's done, and he probably makes a bunch of money for it. You know what was that I found was interesting about Stone Cold Steve Austin's biography is that he, he was initially never, like, no one thought he would be a star because he didn't have a personality or, or charisma. Yeah. And he really doesn't still but no i mean he but the found thing is yeah he found it a way to make him self-marketable as himself well it took a long time because if you, any of you guys go and look at like just type in steve austin hair oh. and then look at the google images yeah. and you'll see like this guy was kind of a weird like college football player from the 80s or something he just yeah. had like long stringy blonde hair he yeah. didn't have his famous goatee. He looked like those wrestlers that wrestle the stars that you never see. Yeah, they're they're not like, stars. They look like backyard wrestling kind of guys. Yeah, and I guess they're called baby faces. Yeah, well, which, I thought that, see, this is what I want to talk to you about. Are baby faces just good guys? Oh. See, I thought ba- a baby face was someone that, like, the crowd likes, and then a heel is a bad guy. Oh, maybe, but then isn't there a third thing that's, like, a guy who will never be... There's a third word for this. Um, 
it's you, I think you're right, but there's a third thing where it's like a guy who will never really be a star. Right. He's always going to be like mid tier. He's like the guy that the stars beat up. I mean, it's yeah. like in boxing, but sometimes guys, he's like reliable. You know, yeah. There's like guys called like tomato cans. Yeah. In boxing, who are just there to like exactly. Get, they're fuck. They're made to bleed. So like the star coming up looks great because they beat the shit out of somebody. Exactly. But some of these guys were allowed to have like a little bit of a persona. Like I think Jake the Snake was one of these guys. Yeah. Like he was around. People knew who he was, but he was never going to be the champion. And he wasn't necessarily a villain and he wasn't necessarily good. He would just kind of do whatever the storyline needed that night. Well, it's like if you look through Steve Austin, he was so many different characters. Yeah. Like he was like the ringmaster. Yeah. You <laughs> Superstar. Can stunning. Him. He was called Dragon Slayer. I love stunning Steve Austin. I like Austin. the bionic redneck. <laughs> I like that too. It doesn't really have a ring to it. No, it doesn't. And it's all. like a weird like he's like retro <laughs> like retro future thing from the nineties where they're like everyone's gonna be made of metal in like four years. So let's oh my jump God. on this. I uh, love it. Yeah, he um you could you can see him struggling to find himself as a wrestler because it, so much of it seems to come down to character. Like the more I read about this, the more actually wrestling seems pretty cool to me. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I mean I can't get into the like soap opera part of it. No, I'll but never I've, be into it, but it yeah. it seems like fun. Like you know it's fun to pretend when you're a kid. Yeah. These guys just pretend as grown-ups and like have formed a business of like, all right, I'm going to be the guy about who likes snakes, <laughs> yeah. and you're going to be the evil Hollywood actor who's I like know, here yeah. to make fun of you me. You know, I wonder if he like if this was kind of like when he became really huge. Was that like the Jeff Foxworthy era, where it's like mm. was there kind of like a redneck crossover? I mean, there's always been redneck crossover thing with wrestling, right? But it's like that kind of mid '90s. Yeah, rednecks had a thing. I mean, definitely. And wrestling, already you're in their wheelhouse. Yeah. It's like wrestling and NASCAR, I feel like, are the two biggest redneck sports. Yeah. Even football, it's, it doesn't... I mean, I guess it kind of does. But, you know, other people play football besides rednecks. But, like, yeah. pretty much only rednecks like wrestling. Yeah, well, that's where, like, all the farm leagues with, like, baseball and football and stuff. It's yeah. It's just, like, a lot of, like, all these towns that they... These small towns have going for them, it's like... Yeah, the school sucks, but the football team at the school brings in all the money and stuff like that. Exactly. Whereas we little pansies in L.A., for me, a wrestling match. Like, I live across the street from the Hollywood Bowl. The Stones might be there tonight, for all I know. I'm not going to be moved by a wrestling uh, organization coming to town. But in Akron, Ohio, everyone's going to be pumped, and they're going to, like, party in the parking lot beforehand. They they play sports, and we, like, PA. <laughs> it's like I took my licks <laughs> changing trash liners. On I got coffee for for British people. Yeah. That's so funny. Um fucking Steve, man. I I thought I was going to go into this really making fun of the guy, and I'm going to, but I also earned no, a lot yeah, of respect for him. No, but I'm going to make fun of him with like like we're buddies because I kind of liked him after listening to him. I did too. And when I first started hearing it, like I said, he was talking about being born without a beer in his hand and like all this kind of redneck humor. And I was like, oh, this guy is going to be so easy to shit on. But the more I listened, the more I was like, God damn, he really seems like he worked hard to be where he is. Yeah, and a lot of these guys are like sleeper smart. I mean, they're, yeah. they're fucking actors, you know? He's they're like actor. a crossover of like actor, athlete kind of guys. Yeah, he's like a big diesel boy, but like... He obviously knows how to talk. Mm-hmm. He can play a character. He can slip in and out of it pretty easily. Yeah, and it seems like to navigate the world of wrestling, 
is like any kind of stardom. Like to play in the NFL has its politics. To be in Hollywood has its politics. Yeah, you gotta be like a real entrepreneur spirit kind of guy. Yeah, you gotta like know when to do this move or that move. And I don't mean like physically in the ring. I mean like career-wise. Yeah. And know how to treat Vince McMahon because he rules that with an iron fist. And get along with all these other maniac steroid abusing fucking people who are trying to get the same thing you are. Well, that was funny in the Can't book too. He was, one of the guys, I forget who he was talking about, who died. And he was like, I never saw that guy using uh, steroids at all. And it's like, aren't all of these guys fucking like, doing I it? I don't buy that or for Or is that a just a politics <clears throat> thing where he's not allowed to... I, I mean, think he's got to be on steroids he, He's been too, in trouble right? for steroids before. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to get into this this soon, but I mean, like he had a domestic abuse issue where it was settled because they ultimately were like, well, he was taking steroids that day and he had been for like a month and he basically just freaked out. Mm-hmm. And his wife was like, it happens sometimes. He Is takes- the science concluded on that? From my two minutes on Wikipedia, it seems <laughs> it like it's not concluded, but it seems like it's there's enough support there. That- or is it like, if I took steroids, there's no way I would hit anybody because I'm afraid to hit anybody now. But like, if you like are already an aggressive personality, like you're going to be a wrestler or a football player or a boxer yeah. or whatever, and then you start juicing, like maybe that. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like you're pouring water into a vessel till it overflows. Like yeah. a normal person who's not <clears throat> competitively aggressive um, and doesn't rely on steroids for a, a living will probably be okay. Because mm-hmm. you someone... never even hear about like the baseball pl- Like Barry Bonds never got in trouble for like beating the shit out of No, anybody. but or wrestlers, it's like the pressure that's put on them to look like that and to... to and they fight all the time. And the traveling schedule and everything, like they just have to be overwhelmed and their steroids have got to just be pushing them over the edge. Also, I'm not in a, a defender of like abusers or anything, but I think all of his wives were also wrestlers and there's got to yeah. be kind of like handsy relationships going on there that they know they're getting into. Yeah. And these ladies are strong as fuck too. Not to say that like Steve Austin can't take one of them. No, but you got to imagine. <clears throat> I know what you mean. There's a little bit of like pushing going on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I, I think you're right, and I'm not sure that there's a, an appropriate way to bark up that tree, but I know what you mean. He didn't, um, he barely mentioned it in the audiobook or book. He just said, look, I had a lawsuit. <laughs> Me and my wife split up. Y'all can go check it out on the news. Yeah. And I love it's like his autobiography, and he's like, go to other sources. Yeah. If you want to read the part of my biography where I slap the living shit out of my second <laughs> wife... You could go check out Wikipedia. Well, he is the wife he has now. Uh, he's been married to for fourteen years, so that's pretty good. Maybe he's done with the competitive beating the shit. The out competitive of marrying. Yeah. <laughs> I would I imagine. I think this is so. his third wife. I think it's his fourth, actually. Really, I believe mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I think it's his fourth. But it seems to be the fourth time's the charm for Steve. Yeah, which is good. It, I think it's his fourth persona and his fourth wife <laughs> yeah. that seem to be <laughs> be the ones for him. She's married to Cold Stone Creamery Steve Austin. (laughs) He's Uh, just got a whole bowl full of sprinkles now. A whole bowl full of sprinkles. Uh, My favorite thing about his background is that he um, attributes his strength to wrestling cattle (laughs) (laughs) when he's a kid. I love that, too. I thought that was really funny. He says that his dad used to make him, what is it called, like tossing cattle or throwing cattle? I think so. You basically yeah. just got to get these calves that probably weigh 138 pounds and like 
wrestle him into like a corral him over or something. Well, he was yeah. saying that like they would have to castrate the caps or something like that. Some of the some either caps. Or oh goes. yeah. And he was saying like my little brother would go after the ones with the small testicles, <laughs> and I would go after the ones with the big testicles. Well, the ones with the big balls. That didn't seem to be such a problem for me. Yeah, the big bald boys. <laughs> Those are the ones that really put up a fight. <laughs> um. So I was also um, a little flabbergasted to learn that he is considered the greatest wrestler of all time. Because the last time I checked in, it has always been Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Apparently that's not true. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like, uh, I wonder if there's just a wider spread at like at, in the 90s and stuff like that. If it went Must more be. international or something and maybe they got into merchandising more. But no, there were like toys of Hulk Hogan and stuff. And he released like musical. He like released. I just albums. remember Hulk being so huge when yeah. I was a kid. Like I had a, I wasn't even into wrestling, but I still had a Hulk um, big doll and a I Hulk like wrestle those, buddy. Yeah, I think I had one of those pillows. Right? Yeah, and yeah. I remember him being on TV constantly. Yeah, and like he was in Suburban Commando, that movie where he's like a nanny or like. Yeah, he he's was. He's kind of the bionic redneck in that. He is, yeah. Was he Mr. Mom or is that Michael Keaton? I think that's Michael Keaton. Yeah, so I well, guess Michael it's... Keaton was a pretty famous wrestler. <laughs> He's a great wrestler. Um, he was known as the Batman. But I guess that leads us into talking about these different eras in wrestling that I, I was only peripherally aware of. But like, the... did you ever watch wrestling? I had seen it a couple times as a kid, but I was never yeah. into it. When I was in middle school, there was like the group of friends that I had. They liked The Simpsons, and I liked The Simpsons, and we would talk about that. But mm. they also loved fucking wrestling, and I didn't watch it. And I had to, like, force myself to watch it to kind of, like, hang out with them and talk to them about something. Like, to have something in common. Like, I guess I got to check And so there was, like, out. three months where, like, almost for my birthday, I almost got my dad to, like, buy, you know, a WrestleMania or, like, a Monday Night Raw or something tickets for my birthday to invite these three kids. That'd be pretty cool. And then it was, like, nah, not doing <laughs> it. And I was, like, I'll just stick to The Simpsons and talk to them about that. Yeah. I couldn't force it. I remember, like, trying to watch... It was on like Monday and Thursday night or something, and I just couldn't do it. Yeah, it's impossible. I, I had this similar experience because everyone liked it a lot. And I remember trying to watch it, and like I was like, I guess it's kind of cool. But if, I don't know whether I was overwhelmed by it because back then it was so flamboyant. Yeah, no, and it's also there's so many characters. Yeah. And it's like it, it is a soap opera. It's like I couldn't sit down tomorrow and start watching like all my children or any of those shows. Because you're no, just like, you're I have so lost. much to catch up on. Yeah, you're, just, you're in the weeds with it and you don't have to know how to get out. And I remember like talking to them about there was that, you know, that guy Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. he's kind of good i wish his name was steve because i'd like to talk about that guy yeah but it's like his character was mick foley and all of my the friends i'd be like so what about mick foley and they'd start talking about some guy named cactus jack and it's like that was mick foley <laughs> it's like when steve steve austin was the ringmaster and it's like right how can i keep track of how am i supposed to know these guys change their names from time like yeah. what the fuck and sometimes they'll come out as a character they were four years ago yeah, to, like do a throwback thing. Yeah, and even like the even people as big as Hulk Hogan, it, after he'd already been through Hulkamania and everything, comes back as like Hollywood Hulk. Yeah, Hogan. Hollywood Hogan. And you're like, now the difference is he's got a boa on. I watched. Uh, <laughs> like, inter- I watched just... an interview with Steve Austin, and the lady was asking him, "Did you watch Hulk Hogan's sex tape?" Of course. <laughs> no, and he said he didn't watch it. Liar. I kind of don't believe him. Fucking liar. We've yeah. all seen it, and it's great. That's the problem, is the, the politics and that. It's like it doesn't allow them to talk freely about it. 
No, because, because they're Mc still man's got him yeah, by the balls. Yeah, man's gonna fuck you up. Well, it's because they're all still like ambassadors for the sport, so it's like they're yes. probably on some contract forever. Yeah, no, they. I, I mean, they really are, and even if they're not contractually obligated, I think someone like Steve Austin really would still toe the line for the WWE. Yeah, he like respects it too much. At the end of his book is like a 20 minute soliloquy about like, if you become a super tired wrestling, it's your responsibility to make sure that you're an ambassador for the brand. You have to take care of the company. I know, I love his like suggestions for stuff. At the end, he's like, if I was the ambassador, if I was the (laughs) king of wrestling, I would have all these tips for the young men. Don't talk to your elders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. He does tell young wrestlers to shut up. Yeah, he's like, keep your mouth shut in the van. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on the van to and from, from the hotel to the venue. Don't fucking talk. None of us old boys want to hear what you got to say. Why don't you take an ear and learn something? My, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he did have some good points though because he said that, um, you know, now they have writers and everything, and like all the promos are pre-written and planned. Yeah, and like, yeah. He's saying like, basically, he's like, go to the UCB, take an improv class, yeah. And learn how to like. I mean, he literally be yourself. Don't let someone write a character for you. Like, yeah, figure it out on your own because that's the only way it's gonna fly. And he's totally right. And again, I'm not even a wrestling fan, but the few times I've checked it out because it, it sometimes it, it's always fucking on, and sometimes I do look at it for a couple of minutes because yeah. it's so fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. But it's so scripted and it's so like, it's always been fake, but it used to have this f- factor that it seems to lack well, now. That's what he was talking about. So like in wrestling, I guess back in the day, what he was opining about was that the wrestlers and the refs, when they're in a match, they know how it's going to end, but they don't know like what the moves are. They're so improving like, their way to it. Yeah. So they'll like throw someone down on the ground and whisper in their ear like, I'm going to fucking slam you. <laughs> and then they like help him up and then they slam the guy. And then right. the ref is like, let him kick out. Let and him so kick it's out. Like, let him kick but out. But he's saying now every like all the moves are scripted too. Yeah. The whole and, thing's choreographed. And then it just looks choreographed. And he's right. And it's like they don't learn how to like read the audience anymore because you can tell like if they like plan ahead of time, hit this guy three times in the face, you're not like going to do the fourth time when the audience really wants it and they're like bloodthirsty. Yeah, that's exactly right. And like how how would they ever get away from the older model? Like it seems like he's so goddamn dead on. Yeah. Like why would you fuck with that formula? It's how wrestling has been forever. I wonder is it like tv time constraint bullshit where it's like we gotta fit could be i mean but not really though right because you know look the match is gonna go 10 minutes you improv for 10 minutes and then you fucking finish it you're right yeah there's no good excuse and fucking real sports where you legitimately have no clue what's gonna happen they seem to be able to figure it out yeah i know baseball's five hour games i don't know you know maybe they just are um afraid or trying a new thing you know sometimes People like that just try new stuff, and it seems yeah. like the worst idea in the world to me. Because he's right. He's like, how are you going to have a character that you develop and you really embody if you don't do your own promos, if some guy that you've never met writes them for you? And he's also writing everyone else's. Mm-hmm. So, like, where is your voice in that? Yeah. And then the whole thing is scripted out. Like, there's no... The only reason the only reason fake wrestling has ever worked seems to me to be that they're they are able to read the audience yeah. and adjust and be like they really liked when I slammed you I'm gonna do it again in like two seconds yeah and the guy's like all right do it all right it hurts but keep doing it <laughs> yeah it's professional playtime yeah it's just playtime yeah and then they like get to beat the shit out of each other more and it looks more real 
Yeah. Because they haven't like gone through it already. And if you're a wrestler, it's almost like being an actor at that point. Whereas if it's not, you're like a Cirque du Soleil performer doing whatever the choreographer needed you to do. And you go home probably feeling super unsatisfied. Well, it's like that's what I remember trying to watch it in middle school was there was just so much like chatting in the middle of the ring before <laughs> like any fighting. It was just like these guys are schmoozing with each other. And it's like so, so much like I'm talking into a mic and then they hand the mic to the other guy. It's just like. There was way too much of, like, that show and not enough, like, Beaten. when are they going to fucking beat each other up? Look, these guys beat each other up a little bit. Yeah, I think my friends just really liked the play acting part of it. I knew a kid in high school who was, like, too old for wrestling but loved wrestling. And we were cool. We sat next to each other in, like, almost every class. And so we were friends. But, dude, this guy was, like, all about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Did he do, like, backyard wrestling and stuff? You know, I think he did. And then later he got it like much later. He got into like MMA. I'm talking like in our mid 20s. I would Mm -hmm. check his Facebook and he'd be like, there was a guy we used to hang out with. We were like me and my main core of friends were like 17. And when you spell core, is it C-O-R-E or C-O-R-P-S in this instance? (laughs) Well, my Marine Corps friends. (laughs) Your core. When we were all 14, (laughs) my Marine Corps friends. No, but we um, actually spelled with a K for some reason. (laughs) Oh, interesting. (laughs) Okay. Um, so there was this guy that was like four years older than us and we'd always hang out at his house and him and his little brother did like backyard wrestling. So oh boy. where they jump off the garage and land I hope they had chair. some insurance. No, I don't think they did. Those kids are fucking weird, but it was always very bizarre to us. And they kind of like the guy we hung out with kind of kept it secret from us or just like not secret, but just separate. Right. He didn't really want us knowing that. That's how I don't he blame him. Time. He probably still had those like Hogan buddies and stuff in his bedroom. <laughs> Rasslin buddies. Yeah. Oh my god. Back that guy here. grows weed in Calabasas now. Does he really? Yeah. You know what's amazing? He also got. He had a feud with someone else that we know. Like a wrestling feud? Or? No, like a OU money feud. I bet I can guess who it was with. And this guy who was the wrestler. He. We were like good friends hung out all the time like a few days a week like you and the wrestler yeah oh, and he owed someone money and he stopped returning our calls we we're like hey what's up man like where are you no calls returned we went to his apartment it was abandoned and we didn't talk to him for like seven years he just like disappeared wow off the face of the earth for the listener, because you can't see me, but my face is making yeah. like a big time. Whoa. It's crazy. I don't know if you ever met him. It might have been Sean and I met when we were like 17 or 18, but this is a this little... guy kind of fell out right around then. Whoa. Well, at, off air, I'd love to hear the name yeah. and, and then I'll know. And I'll tell you who he owed money to. Oh, I can't But there was that. like mutual kind of like stealing from each other. You know one of the per- people for sure. I think I can already guess one of the people for <laughs> sure, just based on the content of yeah, it, it, it involved mischief, weed, yeah, stealing. Yeah, and I know a couple guys who've been into that pretty big time. It was just like, what the fuck happened to this guy? Whoa. We were like very good friends. Disappeared. There's been a lot of weirdos in our childhood growing up here in yeah. sunny Los Angeles. There's all stories like that are a dime yeah. a dozen. I feel like. Yeah, I was talking with my girlfriend Amy about it, and it was just like, we've known a lot of really shady people yeah or like like, people that started off normal and walter whited into someone totally different no like 
weird drug. They became like hard drug addicts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's very scary. Yeah. I'm super glad we never did. I know. Yeah. So we can sit here and talk about Stevens. We've also never done um, testosterone. We've never done other hardcore yeah. drugs. No, no, we're we're pretty clean over here. Just yeah. big drinkers. Yeah. Used to be big weed smokers. I mean, I'm wearing my beer helmet right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sucking from both tubes. <laughs> yeah. Getting straight drunk. Is that a vaporizer? Yeah. Can I hit that on air? Oh. I love how we talk about how we don't do anything like substance I think we're going to need to edit that out so you guys don't know. I smoke a vaporizer. <laughs> I'm like, Mike, are you vaping over there? What is <laughs> you that? piece of shit. Um, speaking of, why don't you vamp while I vape okay, for a yeah, second? Okay, yeah, so, um, listening to the audiobook, we decided that we actually, like, really like Steve Austin, and he's a good guy. He's like, a great guy! Despite, like, we're putting all the abuse stuff aside, because it seemed like it was kind of an isolated incident and all that, but he turns out to be a really good guy, and there's this clip that I found of him doing a promo for one of the, some wrestling match, and, like, in the middle of it, you kind of see that he's like trying to cover. He said a little something that could be seen as mean and not even really, but then he goes back on it like just to make sure no one had their feelings hurt uh, other than it. the wrestler that he was talking about. <clears throat> That's just the kind of guy he is. Let's play that clip. So Hold out knee. let me ask you a question. How many one legged people could go 25 minutes with three of the top wrestlers in the world? None. Stone Cold Steve Austin went out there and did just that. And I ain't making fun of no one-legged people. I'm sitting there just trying to make a point. Oh, that's nice to know. That's nice to know. Well, like I told Mike when we first watched that, I feel like that might be a nod to the huge veteran audience that yeah, the WWE has. I like, think you nailed it. Just because you have one leg doesn't mean you're not a badass. Yeah, that's but, not what I'm saying. But see, the thing is, he doesn't write any of these things, so he's thinking the whole time, right? Like, You can see the wheels turning. Yeah, he's quick, and he's like, oh, shit. I just fucking made fun of amputees. God (laughs) damn it, Steve. Walk it back. Walk it back. I love the movie board on 4th of July. I'm a huge fan of Rolling Thunder, too. Lieutenant Dan is a great dude. He's a true lieutenant. There's nothing wrong with missing a limb. I'm just saying in the WWE, I'm the only one who's ever done it. Yes, I am blessed to have two legs. I'm two massive, huge, muscular legs with which I squat. Um, So... I actually discovered today Steve Austin has a podcast and he's been doing it yes. for a few years. He's up to like a few hundred episodes. That's and I'm amazing. sad because I only like discovered this today. So I only listened to two of them and full disclosure, I really just kind of like skipped around. But mm-hmm. every time I skipped around, you'd land on some great thing. So I wonder if we should maybe play Let's do this it. little super cut I put together of of like it's, what he talks about on his it's podcast. It's two minutes, but so I love it. So, so one podcast, he had like his niece and nephew in town and he sounds like a great guy. But then another one I saw, it's just a review of the show, The Walking Dead. <laughs> so, like not one episode, like a finale, just a, in general. It's just like, can you catch me up on Walking Dead? And he talks to a guy oh just God. about The Walking Dead. <laughs> I mean, it takes them a while to get into it. So there's other stuff you're going to hear. But Look, I put some of that together for us to listen to. Now, I, full disclosure, I haven't heard this yet. We're saving it for a live reaction. Um, but I do have like a question or two before okay. we get into yeah, this. Yeah. So what the fuck does he like? What does he talk about on this podcast? Well, Just that kind of shit? No. So I was scrolling through and a lot of it. He has like wrestlers on. OK, they that would be about, what I seems expected. Like they talk about hear. the good old days. I was right. reading some synopses of the stuff and it's like he has 
a hunting guy that he goes out with and they like shoot deer together. So not kind shocked of, by that. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> not even. But you know what? Bit. I like that too because he's probably against like factory farming and just like I like my meat. I'm gonna get torn my, off the bone. Get my own meat. Um. So I think it's just that kind of stuff. I think that he likes to talk. Yeah, you that's know? what I'm getting from him. Is like he doesn't come off as a very articulate person at first, and he I guess he no, really is just, not articulate. If you just look at him, you'd be like, oh, this guy's a dumbass. But he's like he's a fucking character. Like, Stone yeah. Cold Steve Austin is a character. Yeah, and I'm also not convinced that he's like e- exceptionally thoughtful, but he does seem to be a friendly big old lug of a yeah. guy that likes to talk about whatever dumb shit runs through his brain. Yeah, I think he like can pick up on nuance and stuff though. You know, like I don't think he like that any of that stuff. Like, like discussing whether or not he's autistic. <laughs> I, I think he could read facial cues. I mean, I'm he, not like, completely he's sure. He's like obsessed with trains and like how fast <laughs> they go and all the models and stuff. He has a whole Chinese Imperial Palace built out of yeah. matches. <laughs> he plays chess with himself a lot. <laughs> Alright. Well let's listen to uh to what Mike's pulled for us. It's gonna be two minutes of absolutely hilarious stuff, I'm yeah, sure. Hopefully. From Hollywood, California, by way of the Broken Skull Ranch, this is the Steve Austin Show. Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Now, here's Steve Austin. Well, I tell you what, folks, I don't know what happened this week. I think Friday I came down with the flu or something. That bacteria or whatever it was just stomped a mud hole in my ass and washed it dry. <laughs> I was selling like a bitch. Pardon me if I sound a little bit foggy. Not because I've been drinking. This dog is absolutely crazy. Now she's drinking out of the toilet. I don't know why she does that. We flushed the toilet. But that dog, being a city slicker, is about as country as they come. Callie, get your ass in here. Man, I tell you oh what. My, God. my wife, Kristen, finally talked me into watching a show on Netflix called Ozark. I was very skeptical when my wife said I would like this and it's that damn good. Long story short, it's about a dude from Chicago who launders money. Some shit goes down. He's got to go down to the Ozark and continue his trade. Today's me and Kenny Boland shooting the breeze about The Walking Dead. Probably still my second favorite behind Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was that good. Ozark's kicking ass. Let's talk loosely a little bit about Season 8 of Walking Dead. First of all, <laughs> all of the acting across the board is awesome. Yeah. You just keep talking on and on and on. This is pathos and this is humanity. Reagan <laughs> bashes you know, Glenn's head in as his eyeballs squirts out. And I was reading online that there was a lot of complaints about the violence. Here are some <laughs> words from our sponsor. Flap, pustule, jowls, <laughs> nugget, gurgle, smear, curd. <laughs> Bulbous, tender, dongle, pork, moist. What, what the fuck? Are we I laid in bed for damn near three days, Kenny. Uh, I was just talking with some friends of mine. I've got several lady friends that always have migraines. It's not classified as a migraine. I, I had the flu. Oh, so it, it wasn't technically a migraine, but something stomped a mud hole in my ass and walked it dry. <laughs> Folks, until next time, my name is Steve Austin, and I'll catch your ass down the road. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, my God. That's the funniest shit I have and seriously, ever heard. That is all, like, 20 minutes into the thing. I gotta be honest. I smell a new segment coming on here. Yeah. I think from now on on this show, we've got to do two minutes of Steve. Just super cuts of Steve. Super cuts of Steve. Like you can pull them anywhere from his podcast. I just started yeah. like going through it 
talking about how sick i love he was like offended his friend was like well, you know, I have all these lady friends. Who get I didn't have a friend. It wasn't a migraine. It was technically the flu. It was no goddamn lady's migraine. It was a, some kind of a flu. Something it was like a manly flu. Something stomped a mud hole in his ass and walked, walked it dry. <laughs> God damn, that's yeah, clever. He's got a way with words. Fuck, I love this guy. The more I dive into him, the more I love him. All right, is it official? Can we have a new segment oh, on this show? Sure, yeah. Talking stone. Well, we got to find a good, clever name for it. <laughs> The Stone Cold Truth. <laughs> Stone Cold Sound Bites. Stone Cold Sound Bites. I'm all about it. Wow. Yeah, I love he's like... Good job. That's I love funny. the talk about Ozark. He's like, yeah, well, Walking Dead's my second favorite show next to Breaking Bad because it's good, but Ozark's <laughs> kicking ass. <laughs> it's amazing. It's... Uh, but see, I like to know that Stone Cold is just sitting around his house, slamming beer, just watching Netflix shows. Like, yeah. Who knows? What's he going to discover next? You never got to uh, share, because Stone Cold's cut you off, but what his podcast setup looks like. Oh, yeah. So it's just two microphones around a little coffee table, and it's just stacked with fucking beer. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Mike and I's is a little different. We don't have a coffee table. No. Um, we do have some drinks. Mike's got wine. I'm working on some... Evan Williams over here. It's not wine. This is manly. Yeah, all right. Uh, all right, Michael. This is goat's blood. All right. Settle down. Mike's Pino, drinking blood. It's a Pinot goat. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big old Pinot goat. <laughs> Speaking of wine, this blew my mind. Um, Stone Cold, apparently, is a huge wine snob. Oh, yeah. By his own admission. Yeah. And you were telling me when I got here um, that he actually had a picture posted in 2005 of him like daintily lifting a glass of red wine in some vineyard. Yeah, there's a picture of him and he goes, it's a picture of him holding a glass of red wine in Napa. And the caption is like, just so everyone knows that this photo floating around of me, it's from 2005. <laughs> it's like well, 10 years later, he's got to cover his ass. Well, yeah, for having a glass of wine. One thing I've learned from traveling this country is that in California, we take for granted that normal people drink wine and it's not gay or anything. Um, but if you go to somewhere like Texas or Pennsylvania, like the western side of it, and you're a man who drinks wine, you will get fucking yeah, clowned you will get teased and clown these people think it's hysterical that like a man would enjoy wine well and that's like his brand too his brand is beer beer slugging and not just beer budweiser like yeah. bu- like hobo beer but so the thing is though he has his own beer now and it's like an india pale ale faggot Excuse me. <laughs> he like got into craft brewing and he's like yeah when i was growing up we would just drink whatever light beer was around mm-hmm. and now he's like has a more sophisticated you were palette. dumb and poor and you didn't know yeah. any better i get that part of it yeah even when i met but you also got to be drinking what the crowd is drinking right so it's like yes your well, audience isn't like a pale ale audience they're fucking no natty they're ice. definitely they're not a pinot noir audience no, i'll tell you that definitely not. It, but it goes back to the gene the marketing genius of stone cold steve austin that he can read that and be like i bet you i could go out there and pour five miller lights all over myself and wrestle yeah and like that's me and he's happy to do that. But then he goes home to his million-dollar house in Marina Del Rey, you by the way. He lives in Los Angeles. I love that he lives in L.A. And he has, like, he uh, has a ranch 76 stags leap out of his cellar with his wife yeah. watching the sunset. <laughs> they love, like, watching fireworks on 4th of July from there. Oh, my God. The boat parade comes yeah, by. Yeah, so he, li- he splits his time. He has a place called Broken Skull Ranch, <laughs> which is also the name of his beer, Broken Skull IPA or something like that. Uh-huh. Of course. Um, so he lives in Texas, and according to Instagram, he fucking takes a private jet 
back and forth. All the photos of him on the plane are him sitting next to his dog, never the wife. <laughs> it's always him and his dog. <laughs> what kind of dog does drunk. he have? He's got like two kind of, they don't even look purebred, which I, I would, like too. I would have guessed a hunting hound. He's got these little... Uh, oh, that's exactly kind of what I'm thinking. Yep. Yeah, he's got these kind of like gray lab looking dogs. It almost does look like a Weimaraner actually. But it's oh, not. Maybe it is. I is don't it? Know. It's it is definitely a gray dog with floppy ears and sort of a Labrador. He's appearance. got a chocolate lab too. He's got a few dogs, of course. Hershey the Wonder Dog, classic name for a yeah. chocolate how, lab. Oh god, how many chocolate labs out there have had the name Hershey, I have yeah. to wonder. Yeah. Just one. <laughs> Just Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do love that about him though, because it seems like he is able to have a foot in both worlds. Like Yeah, you know that he uh he probably like that's the thing when you have money you're like I can get really expensive wine yeah and you also probably don't he doesn't like work or anything so he's like what am I gonna do as a hobby I'm gonna sneak around Napa he probably wears like a big old wig or something so no one catches him oh he's got to but it's so funny because to travel this country and see all the sites that are to see like it mostly is a lot of Bud Light drinking and a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. And this guy has been around enough to know like, wow, it sure is really great to go to a fucking vineyard in California and just get drunk on wine. Yeah. And like, even though all these rednecks think that's like the lamest, gayest thing you can do, they're all wrong. Oh yeah. And, and they he, <laughs> all like, and they all secretly like it too. And they just wish they could do it. Yeah. And also I'm their king, so I can get away with this. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. They'll never tease him for that. Yeah. No, maybe he'll turn some people onto wine too. Well, like D D stigmatize it. I mean, even when I started dating my fiance, everyone in her family, including her thought it was oh, really so you immediately f- started dating a fiance. Yeah. I asked her to marry me. And then I said, do you well, want to go wanna- on a date sometime? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I propose we go on a date. They all made fun of me because I like wine. And they thought it was like the funniest thing in the world. And I was like, you guys are, you don't know what you're talking about. You yeah. you have no idea. Sean. Like, I basically live in Tuscany. Yeah, It's good you got her to move out here. Yeah, and now she's a total wine snob and we laugh at everyone else. So that's how that story it ended. Just tastes good. I stone cold at those people. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. We haven't even talked about his catchphrases. Oh, yeah. We so got to get these out of the way. He has, and that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. because stone cold says so he says some bitch a lot he's loves some bitch and he uh he loves uh actually he he said one time in one promo off the cuff some he was fighting some wrestler who had like a biblical thing going on right and he said you're all caught up on that john 316 shit well you ought to read austin 316 which reads you just got your fucking ass whooped <laughs> <laughs> and then that became austin 316 which is ubiquitous when i was a kid and there was something i saw online that said like well his like finishing move is called the stone cold stunner and it said, like, Stone Cold Stunner is three words, 16 letters. So that's 316 also. <laughs> like, someone cracked the Da Vinci Code about oh, him. Oh, wow. Interesting. That's why everyone that tries to crack codes like that is full of shit. Because you <laughs> yeah. can just make it about anything. Oh, hell yeah. He says, oh, hell yeah, also. Oh, I was just yeah. looking at his Instagram right now, and he has food spelled out to say, oh, hell yeah. And <laughs> another at- one he has is just, what? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Is he the one? Did he have a shirt that said like what? It was like H W A T. Like what? <laughs> yes, that is him. That's old Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. himself. Um, you know what's great about this podcast so far is we're so unable to organize the magnitude of these people's lives 
that we just jump all over the place. Like oh, we're, yeah. we're at his retirement. <laughs> we're at his catchphrases now. We've been everywhere in between. And I'm going to take you back to his birth really quick, or the birth of his character anyway. His real name is Steve Williams. Oh, yeah. And I, I like that part of the book, too, because his dad left. Yeah. He was one years old. Never knew his dad. And I think the dad was something, maybe Anderson or something like that was the last name. And then his stepdad was Ken Williams. Yes. And Steve Austin was like, there's no steps in my family. Ken's my fucking dad. I've always called him my dad. Yeah. Which I... I like that a lot. I respect that kind of talk. That's like what every stepdad wishes would happen. Yeah. I've seen those videos online <laughs> where I like, a, like a little girl will like on the, her dad's Ad- birthday adopt. give her a present that says like, I'm officially adopted. <laughs> yeah. dad just burst into tears. My fiance loves those videos. Yeah. We watch those a lot. Um, but Those are the I lo- only things that can make me cry. I can't get, I can't cry about sad stuff. Only happy stuff like just that. the happiness. Yeah. But I love that about him because he's like Ken raised me as his own. He had no goddamn reason to do it, but he did it anyway because he's a real fucking man. That's why my name's Steve Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so cool. Stone Cold Steve Williams. And he got Steve Austin because he's from a suburb of Austin. Oh, yeah. Well, in that story, too, about him, he didn't know he had like 20 minutes to come up with a name because there was another wrestler named Steve Williams. Yeah, he went on tour to Tennessee. And in Tennessee, I guess, is its own special wrestling. It's like the Vatican. They're like, it's everywhere else. And then Memphis, right? Where like Jerry Lawler's from. Mm -hmm. So they go there. And he's like, I'm wrestling under the card Steve Williams. And they're like, there's already Steve Williams here. Come up with another name, brother. 20 minutes. And he couldn't. And then the guy was like, you're just called Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah, where are you from? Austin. All right, you're Steve Austin. Get the fuck out there. But I love it. It's such like a blue-collar, blue like... Yeah. It just okay. works. What's your name, Courtney? Not tonight. It's Madonna. Get out there and sing a song. <laughs> Madonna, Los Angeles. Go. <laughs> exactly. Um, good for him. He really made it his own. Oh, do you know what uh, Madonna's real name is? I did at one point. It's Madonna. But she has a last name that's super like Sicilian. Sounding. Yeah, but like her first name is actually just Madonna. Right, I did know that. But and her... so is Prince. Wait, his I did not his know that. His first name is Prince. What about Michael Jackson? His last. <laughs> his... <laughs> Sorry. His last name is Michael. <laughs> his well, his first name is Jackson. His last name is Five. I thought. Oh, so he changed he it to the Jackson. Jackson Five. Um. What so Prince's real name is just Prince? Yeah. What's his last name? Do you know? Um Prince William, right? Yeah, that's you're right. Because that does ring a bell to me. Oh, Mike, are you doing a commercial for Stone Cold's winery up in Napa? <laughs> yeah. I heard when I read that he liked wine that he likes big reds. <laughs> and big Napa reds. I like big busty reds. <laughs> oh yeah, this thing tastes like nipples. Oh, it's got big nipply taste. <laughs> I, I get nipple on the palate. <laughs> I would love to go wine tasting with that guy. It must be incredible. He's like in that scene inside where he's where he's like chewing gum while wine tasting. <laughs> That's some pretty good shit, bro. <laughs> are you chewing wine? What are you doing, Mister Austin? Um. God, what else did I want to talk about with him? So we covered his, uh, well, he was born in 1964. That's a good. <laughs> yeah, what a hell of a year. The Beatles were just making their way to America. <laughs> um, oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. So Steve Austin 
loves, and I do mean love, he loves giving his fucking middle fingers to people. Oh, yeah. He's like the king of flipping people off. Does he call it the double birds? He too? calls it the double bird. I flip the double bird. He does like... It's such like a Bart Simpson move or it's something. Such it's such a Bart like, Simpson It's such move. like the, the thing that you can get away with on Channel 13 at 8 o'clock at night where yeah. it's like... I guess, was he saying some bitch or was it just like, maybe you're allowed to do that because it's kind of like not a real word or something? Yeah, he had to have a workaround because I, I realized, okay, this goes back to the era talk. So Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, all those guys that are like flamboyant 80s wrestlers, that was called the rockin' era. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's called the rockin' era. The early 90s seemed to be a transition, but in the mid 90s to the early 2000s, that's the attitude era. And yeah, that's yeah. when Steve Austin was king. But did he, was he like the guy that ushered that in? I, I mean, I know I said that in the intro. But I, I don't think know if that was he real. was because his whole demeanor, he really seemed, his career took off when he discovered that being a fucking cursing, beer drinking, double redneck, bird flipping. double bird flipping. Uh, redneck was like his key to stardom. So he started flipping referees the bird. He would give his opponent the bird. If he got booed, guess what? The audience would get two birds. And also, this is Sean thinks that he discovered middle fingers from Steve. <laughs> and Austin. I remember being a kid and the bird giving people the finger was like the ultimate anarchy thing yeah, to like do. Yeah, like you get in trouble. Like, yeah, it was if you did such a big school. deal. And I have to think that Steve Austin popularize that yeah because otherwise who fucking cares about giving someone the middle right finger? and wrestling is like a child's medium like mm-hmm. that's like it's built for kids and the other one was like when you know when you make your an x oh, sign yeah. over your dick like suck it I, suck my dick suck who my was that was another wrestler guy i always thought it was steve austin but i've heard that it wasn't and in my research i haven't seen him do it once no so i'm everyone has a move right and i think there was it's like, x-pac X-Pac, that makes sense, because it's an X, Because it's right? an X. Yeah, an X over Suck my, my dick. dick. <laughs> X marks Classic the attitude era wrestling. Everyone's yeah. just hurling fuck, suck insults at each <laughs> other. Like, <laughs> basically sexual threats. Um, was The Rock part of the attitude era? Yeah, he was the latter part of it. And I'm not sure what his attitude was. I, I No, and even I don't even know what his character was. Neither do I. I have no idea. He was like, was he sort of like a Hollywood guy? He was like a producer or something? <laughs> yeah. Or just Maybe. like a buff businessman or I something? I never got a read on him. I mean, I knew who he was, but I didn't know his character. Like, Steve Austin had such a defined... I know. Like, had, this is who I am. That's why it worked. That's why he was so huge, I think. Yeah, he had th- three things you needed to know. Austin 316, you just got your ass whooped. Jeans. I'm going to give you the bird. Yeah, jeans. Maybe he had like five things. Um, Stone Cold Stunner, and uh, I remember The Rock had the people's elbow. <laughs> like everything yeah, was like, like it belonged so confused. to the people. Is he like a Maoist or something? That is so. Yeah, he's a big communist. What does that even mean? That's so weird. The people's elbow. Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> and he also had the people's eyebrow because, like, he was the first oh. guy who could ever like <laughs> yeah. do the one eyebrow. Very uh, prehensile eyebrow <laughs> yeah. action. One would go up, the other wouldn't move. Yeah, and the world was it, enraptured. It just belongs to the people. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess those two kind of shared a lot. Steve Austin's last match was with The Rock. And I think his greatest rival was The Rock. They had a lot of, like, back and forth. Well, it's funny. Scrolling through the Wikipedia, it says, Feud with the Hart Foundation, who I think are the... Uh, Kevin and Owen Hart. Kevin and Owen Hart. 
and then <laughs> feud with Vince McMahon. McMahon. And then feud with Triple H. Oh, interesting. A feud with Triple H, huh? Yeah, he's got a lot of feuds. Triple H is still walking around that organization as far as I know. Yeah, I mean, I think that Steve Austin probably is too, right? Like, they're probably just in lifetime contracts where they have to do appearances a couple times a year or something like that. Yeah. And just they're not allowed to talk about that they all did steroids. Yeah, I Which think Which just seems obvious, right? Or is that just like a some thing about, like, kids shouldn't do steroids, so they have to say that? I well, think... Well, because that was the... Um, that documentary I really like called Bigger, Stronger, Faster, which was all Love about, that documentary. All about steroids, but it was also more about just kind of like this weird hero culture in America where people are like big fucking liars. Mm-hmm. And Hulk Hogan always talked about like, just take your vitamins, brother. Yeah. yeah. And it's like your vitamins are like injected into Human your Human growth hormone yeah. and anabolic steroids. Yeah, there's so much hypocrisy and all that stuff. It really is sad. And also what's weird about wrestling is they set this bizarre standard for what like an in-shape person should look like. Oh, yeah. Because it's insanely not feasible without... Well, it's funny going back and watching some of those videos in The Rock. It's like, he's big, but it's also because he's just a big guy. He's like 6'4", and he was like... Yeah. Kind, he, like, didn't even, he wasn't even like shredded. He didn't have a six-pack or anything. Yeah. And then now you see him, and he's a fucking monster. He's definitely on steroids now. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no doubt. Yeah, well, you can't be 50 and look like that. No, it's impossible. Yeah. The dude is shredded beyond belief. Yeah. And I have and to... And he's probably 100 pounds heavier than than he was at like the prime of for like sure what he should is. have been his natural I've, health. I've seen pictures online of him like side by side like the year 2000 when he's like 25 and then now at like, you know, whatever advanced age he's at. And he looks so much more diesel now, yeah, and he's which all is the opposite of what too. nature would want <laughs> from you. Well, that's like you can look at Hugh Jackman too and you see a picture of him in yeah. Wolverine in like 2001. Another and he's writer. kind of like a little twink and then now he's just like, He's a fucking gorilla. Yeah, it's funny. The idea of what it is to be Diesel it has morphed into something that is re- just cartoonish. Yeah. Like, well, it's like you look at like, basketball players. Those guys are fucking jacked, but they're all pretty natural because I don't know how much steroids helps with that because those guys need to be able to run all the time. And yeah. Stuff like that. They that... probably run like five miles a game or whatever. Back and yeah, forth. I think they do. So you don't need to be huge, but those guys are like in incredible shape. Yeah, they're in good shape. Yeah. The ones that seem like the most natural to me are either the basketball players or like tennis players. Yeah, or even like surfers or, or something. Or surfers or runners, you know, yeah. like but people who are in like the wrestling or the movie business all seem to just be like yeah, ludicrously huge. disproportioned. Not that they don't look good, but it's like a Barbie. It's like this is weird. Well, it's so, it's so unnatural looking. It's unnatural. Yeah. And like, it doesn't matter how many hours I spent in the gym. I would never look like that unless I stuck a needle in my leg. Yeah. Well, now you have to do it in your dick hole. Oh, man. That's yeah, so, that so not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that shit. Um, I don't know. The Rock. I'm, I've always been surprised. I feel like, by the way, on this show, it's totally okay to go down a little tangential hole. And now you've got me thinking about The Rock. I've always been really surprised that he's become such a star. I like him. I I totally yeah, I mean, get I the likability. He's very charismatic. He's very but he's charismatic. He's not like a good actor. He's always just been the rock. Yeah. And he's not as likable as Schwarzenegger or any of someone. That's the only thing I can compare him to. Yeah. It's like another muscle well, you, mountain dude from. And you know, now the rock is talking about doing a uh, 
presidential run too i've heard this i've Man, heard this what's happening Sean? i don't know mike i wish i had a good I answer was, for that i was just as confused when schwarzenegger was running for governor that was stupid was to me too bizarre. i love schwarzenegger yeah, but i love too. him in his capacity as a movie action hero not necessarily as a uh, legislator yeah running the fifth biggest economy in the world no and you know what looking back on it god bless him his biography reads like a fictional oh yeah no i mean a, it's there's insane. a part there's a part in that autobiography too where he talks about like during the relationship with the maid at the house yeah where he would walk around the house <laughs> and he goes i would just like to schmooze <laughs> he's like so hollywood he talks to producers yeah. all the time and like just knows about schmoozing and he just like, like to schmooze my house staff go up <laughs> yeah. and down the stairs see what Maybe esmeralda was doing is fucking and impregnating i do think he thinks that what are you cleaning over there you have, have you the... <laughs> it looks like you're afraid of dusting a record collection very nice <laughs> Mm. <laughs> what do you think about California's yeah. economy? What do you think about California? I mean, California. California. <laughs> See how we roll. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. I wish his name was Steve so we could talk about him. I'm a big fan. Unlike yeah. his wife and kids. He's great. <laughs> he is great. Yeah, I used to go to the Special Olympics all the time because of a friend of ours. Sister would do it. And Schwarzenegger was there all the fucking time. Yeah, he's great guy. Totally all about that stuff. He's yeah. a very accessible celebrity. I know this is the problem with all this stuff too. It's like because now I'm like I have to forgive the groping and all that shit that he was <laughs> accused of and like did, but he's still like a good dude. You know, people can learn. I think Steve Austin learned too. He is a good dude, and he's another one of those guys that, like Steve Austin was talking about in his book, is a role model. Yeah. And I think that's why everyone's so mad. Like, no one gets mad when Tommy Lee fucks a, a maid. Yeah. But when Schwarzenegger does it, it's like, dude. Well, and that's the thing about, like, the WWF or whatever it's called, and their kind of rules about, you know, talking about steroids and all that, that it does, same with the NFL and all these sports organizations it teaches people to be role models and i think that's like a pretty admirable thing it is admirable i mean it's like the dodgers they're forced to like do community service you know yeah it's like i know part of their I love contract that. is you Lakers have to go out too. all sports do, teams really like work with tree people and plant trees with a bunch of kids go give out toys on christmas like i like it teaches like 23 year old men it's like look you're about to be millionaires learn how to be like a responsible human being or you're gonna fuck your life up no, and I totally think that that's an important thing, and I love that they make people do it. And it's important because you see how much this stuff fucks with young... Like, athletes have the biggest problem in the world because all their money is made in exactly the inverse way that everyone else's money yeah, is made. Yeah, and a lot of them just come from, like, broke homes, you know? Yes. Just because of just the odds of it. And Absolutely. Because and even, most people come from broke homes. And right? even middle-class so like, people won't see any sort of wealth in their life, really like comfortable wealth, until yeah. they're in their 50s or 60s or 70s. Athletes are getting it at 19, yeah. 20, No, these 21. guys, it's like they come from low-class family, and all of a sudden it's like, I'm buying my mom a house, and it's like, wait, dude, that was your like three-year contract. You just blew it. And it's you're in the now. NFL or wrestling you get injured and you're fucking done. And that's it for yeah, you. and you're done. I heard Kevin Hart talking to Jerry Seinfeld on the Comedians and Cars show, and he did totally that. Like, he got his first big, like, $130,000 check, and he immediately went home and was like, everyone's getting a car, and just bought everyone a car. And then he was like, fuck, oh, I'm shit. broke now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Which is funny, but like you have to imagine, it seems so stupid to an, an adult, but I guess to imagine not ever having one goddamn cent to your name, right? You don't really know what money's worth and yeah. how fast it goes. Yeah, you know, it goes really quick. It's fucking amazing. Like it's so hard to make, no, and, and it's so do, easy to lose, especially if you do a huge purchase like that. Yeah, like for me, I'd be like, I'm gonna get like a really nice chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I know what money's worth now. Well, maybe it's the white person in me, but for me, I wouldn't be buying anyone else shit with it. I'll tell you that. I would be like, I'm not even going to tell these people I made that kind of money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put this away, and I'm not. I'm going to just sit on it. Get a lawyer and a money manager, <laughs> yeah. and just fucking yeah. disappear. I, well, the only person that's going to to know about this is my money manager. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's the way you hold on to it, and it seems like Stone Cold to bring it back around. Yeah, no, is I mean, pretty fucking good with his money. Yeah, well, that guy. I mean, that's even just a smart, like, doing the beer thing, right? It's like, I have a beer company. I know that there's going to be wrestling Stone Cold fans forever who will just buy this fucking beer. Totally. We should get his beer for the next episode. Yeah. I'll order it online after this. We That'd be fun. invite him on. He might fucking do it. He lives in Marina Del Rey. Do you think he'd fit through your door? No. <laughs> <laughs> he might make it through the first one, but that second one's going to be like, a problem. Helicopter him in like the mom. He could get Gilbert on a scissor Gray. lift outside <laughs> yeah. this window, and we could just poke a microphone out there <laughs> yeah. to him. Put him on like four pallets. And <laughs> yeah. Hey boys, what's up? <laughs> Where are you? I can't see you. I'm what's going this on? Is this the squared circle? All right. <laughs> Why is it called the squared circle? That I don't know because it seems like a boxing ring is also a square. Every ring I know of is a square, except for the octagon, and that's not a circle either. No, that seems more like a squared circle than anything, because it has, like, flat sides. That's the joke of the day for me. (laughs) That's hysterical. If I had to choose a squared circle, I'd say the octagon's a little better fit. (laughs) Should we do a a segment? Yeah, do we want to do... Listen, guys, we're new to this, so bear with us as we figure out what segment would be best. We could do a do. Did I do that? Yeah, let's do that. All right, this is a little segment we call. Can I do that? All right, did I do that? Okay. I um, love this game. Yes. Yeah, so, Mike, you want to explain it? Yeah. So, did I do that? As presented by Steve Urkel, as a game where we um, have a multiple choice questionnaire about our Steve. And it's things that he did or did not do, and one of us has to guess. And today, I think I'm guessing, because Sean came up with a list of did I do that's about Steve Austin. That's correct. Um, So I'm going to read several. I think it's as many as six different (laughs) options. I know, I'm really trying to muddy the water here. Six different options that uh, one of these things Stone Cold Steve Austin has done or is true of him, and the other five are false. And it will be up to Michael to guess which is which. Are you ready, Michael? Yes, I am. This is how we play. Can I do that? Okay. Number one. In 1998, Stone Cold Steve Austin made a promotional appearance at a Cold Stone Creamery in Atlanta, where for the day it became (laughs) Stone Cold's Creamery. Guests were served scoops of ice cream by Stone Cold, who made a show of commenting on women's physiques and treating grown men to his trademark bad attitude. His behavior during this promotion led to the cancellation of six further planned appearances for the franchise. Okay. I love so like I love that you said it's in 1998. So it's like if it happened in 1999, <laughs> then he did not do that. I guess that's a good point. I, I did not think of that, but that's it's all about the that'd be a real that'd be a real weasel word right there. That'd be a real tricky thing to do. All right, number two. 
Stone Cold Steve Austin's nickname, the Texas Rattlesnake, is actually a joke term he had previously used to refer to his penis, because when he would handle it, his chain bracelet would rattle, and his dick is a snake from Texas. So when handle, is it just like taking a piss, or is it also like jerking it? Jerking it, sticking it in, taking a piss. Yeah, whenever the the snake would come out, it would rattle his his bracelet, according to my research. All right, number three. Stone Cold Steve Austin once called Brett the Hitman Hart Brett the Shitman Shart, and the two got into a shoving match that had to be broken up by Vince McMahon himself. The punishment for Steve? He had to lose the next match to Brett. I wonder, wait, so when this is going on, was Shart even a term? I, apparently so. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, it's, it's for you to decide. Number four. Um, oh, God, this is one I had to strike. All right, number, uh, here's number four. Stone Cold Steve Austin, this is not the one I struck. I'm just moving on. <laughs> okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin owns a facility outside San Antonio called Turnabout Ranch, which functions as a lifestyle rehabilitation center for troubled youth. He makes two personal appearances a year to guide the children under his care, and the place uses fitness and a cowboy lifestyle as an inspiration for these troubled kids. Turnabout, so like... Turn like turn, turn your ab- life about. Oh, like not like turnabout's fair play kind of thing, where it's like now you're allowed to be using drugs. Or like... No, I don't think that's what he means. I think it's like turn your life around. Like <laughs> you're gonna make about. a turnabout. Oh, like it's a walkabout. But yeah, like, like a walkabout. Okay, like, like take a turnabout. Spin around. Yeah, I don't know why. Why he would choose that. Um, but he did. <laughs> but he. But that boy was me. All right. Um, Number five, Stone Cold Steve Austin was once removed from a Delta flight before takeoff for putting up two birds in a stewardess's face. (laughs) Well, this reminds me of another one about a flight that we did. Okay, yes, yes. Or a future one about a flight that we're doing. There's another, yeah, I know what you mean. All right, and finally, number six, Stone Cold Steve Austin once gave Vince McMahon the double bird. Um, okay, so according to my research, with uh, it's hard to after looking at his Instagram, it's hard to ever imagine him flying on a public plane because he seems to fly sure. private all the time. So I think I'm gonna cancel out the double bird on a Delta flight. Okay, okay. The double bird to Vince McMahon. That seems like a trick because he probably has. Mm-hmm. But like maybe this is a a trick. Did maybe I do I'm bearing bearing the lead. Yeah, or maybe there's even two that are real. Maybe you don't even know it, but he actually has done a double bird to Vince McMahon, <laughs> and you just made that up. All right, so there's Turnabout Fair Play Ranch, <laughs> where he gets kids on drugs. A shoving match with Brett the Hitman Hart, where he was forced to lose a match. <laughs> yeah, that was his punishment. Stone Cold Creamery. And mm. then is there one that I'm missing? The Texas rattlesnake. Oh, the Texas rattlesnake. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, the thing is, the most obvious one would be Double Bird to Vince McMahon. Right. I like the idea. See, Steve Austin seems almost too, like, pure to do a dick thing. Oh, about the, the rattlesnake? Yeah. Yeah, he's very crude, but would he bring his dick into it? No, I don't think so. Yeah, you're pretty wise. I'm going to go turnabout, 
Fair Play Ranch. Okay. As the did I do that? Because the Vince McMahon one is just too obvious. Final well, answer. All right. You have been taken in because it is the Vince McMahon bird. It, it was like, it was, yeah, it was a, a strategy of too easy. God damn it. But doesn't it seem like he would do Turnabout Ranch? Yeah. Like he'd have like a ranch for but bad see, kids? But I questioned that one because I knew that he has Broken Skull Ranch. <laughs> so I thought he does that have like, he can't have ranch. two ranches. Or can he? I was just kind of hoping that it would be that one. I was honestly hoping you'd fall for the Stone Cold's Creamery one. That was my favorite <laughs> no, one. That he just like scooped ice cream and insulted people for a day and then I mean, canceled the all the other events. That's a move of a guy like who's not making money. Right. And he's making too much money. Sean's getting Pinot Noir because it's not gay enough for him. <laughs> Talking about all these, all these cool wrestlers just makes me want to be a little California prancer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's really making me secure in my choices as being a puss. Um, one of my notes here that I don't think bears discussion, but I do just want to bring it up is: Does Stone Cold have post nasal drip? Because when you hear him talk, he sounds like his sinuses are so clogged no you know what i wonder if it's just all the fucking screaming because i was thinking about that too like he's just yelling and probably putting on a voice too where it's like you got to sound super gruff when you're screaming into that microphone (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of sad how incapable we are of doing a really good impression of that guy he's only two inches taller than me it shouldn't be that difficult To be that much of a man, but I just can't do it. No, I have this like soft, delicate voice. God, that guy would fucking break me over his knee like a. <laughs> no, he'd beat the shit out of us. He, no, yeah. the thing is, so I didn't want to come into this being nice to him just because I thought that he'd beat us up and like find us. Mm-hmm. But I'm just being nice because I actually like him. Yeah, I, I agree. I actually like legitimately have come around. You know what? Hold on. There's a name for this segment. And it's called Sum Em Up. <laughs> Are we ready for that yet? Wait, did you want to play any clips from his uh From his audiobook? Podca- from his audio we already did podcast, the audiobook before we sum him up. I do, because I feel like this is gonna help us sum him up a little well, bit. Well, this is more of a sum bitch em up, right? This is a sum bitch em up. So uh, while listening to his audiobook yesterday, everybody, I um took it upon myself to take some time code notes. Just so I could go back and sort of play my favorite parts of the book for you. Yeah, I think the thing is, while listening it, to it also... Right ju- there with me. Oh, oh Just God. like with the podcast, you can kind of skip to any part. This is Audible. Oh, Audible. You want to hear the part about Audible? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do love the intro music. But basically what I was saying before Sean gets into this is that you can skip around and he always has something great to say. Yes, he does. His intro music, though, I don't know if that's like what he came out to, but on the audiobook, they play like these awesome kind of country wiggle guitar riffs of his. That A are lot of wiggle great. guitar. Yeah. All right, well, let's hear one of them. I don't know if I can get to all of them because it's so hard to navigate. No, let's just do one. one. Let's do one. This is one of my favorite parts from Stone Cold Steve Austin's. Actually, fuck, if we're going to do it. Oh, wait, this is the good one. Hold on, this is the one yeah, that I like. All right, let's do it. This is from the Stone Cold How could you truth. go wrong with two good-looking blonde women getting involved in catfights all the time? So we brought those two women out there, and boobs were flying everywhere. They were pulling hair and rolling around. Man, that was some hot stuff. It doesn't get any better than that. 
And that's pretty much yeah. That's the whole book. That's no, but that's the, the whole is, book. You know, listening to it again, he doesn't even sound sincere. Like I almost wonder if he just respects women too much, and he was like forced to read that. They're like, he's you like, have to talk about them. This. You have to objectify them. He's like, it, I don't feel comfortable. Yeah, with it that, sounds bro. like a guy like pretending to like objectifying women. He's like, there is nothing hotter than two women yeah. rolling around. Well, yeah, it's like in the forty-year-old virgin when he's talking about grabbing boobs, and he's like talk like they're like sandbags it's like a bag of sand. <laughs> yeah it's it's very suspicious because no one really talks like that well also because this whole thing was told to a ghostwriter who then like i'm sure he sat steve austin down for a few hours had him tell him it, and then the guy wrote it out mm-hmm. sort of in steve austin language right i'm gonna guarantee there was some pushback on steve austin's part when it came time to read this shit yeah because i can just tell from his i can just tell from him he's not that guy yeah he, I mean, look, I'm sure he loves blonde women and I'm sure he loves boobs, but I don't think he's he's also that like, juvenile. No, and he's also like a business guy, too. So he yeah. knows that like, that's like him saying like, there's nothing sexier than me going around in little tight black underwear with my muscles yeah. out. Like, he knows it's like part of the showmanship of the game. Agreed. I just think it's too, it's too juvenile for him. Yeah. Period. Like he's, he's he smarter drinks, than that. He drinks wine in Napa. Yeah. That guy's not This like... guy has a secret side to him, but he's <laughs> yeah. playing up this redneck thing and good on him for it. Like, yeah. no, and he like awesome. is right. He's from Austin. He wrestled cows and castrated them and stuff. He's got the street cred. He's not faking it, but I think that like, he's a little more sophisticated than he's letting on. I think it would really take more than two fat blonde women tussling to get his boner up. Yeah. You I know, agree. like I think that's a little bit of, but he realizes that his fan base will go wild for that. And he's got to be like, no, the amount it. of like stuff on his Instagram of just like outdoor, like four wheel vehicles and stuff. <laughs> he seems to just be into that and dogs and not like yeah. women tussling. Yeah, I think, like, yeah, that's totally it. When you get to be that successful, I don't care if you're a redneck. I think you get into other stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Jeff Foxworthy on Shark Tank before, and he's just like, look, man, this is kind of my brand. (laughs) Like, I got (laughs) to do the, like, peeing in the shower thing, (laughs) but I just want to, like... I'll have my hands dipped in a bunch of businesses and yeah in reality i'm a quite a shrewd businessman and i talk like this yeah well you know who's famously like that is larry the cable guy is oh like, yeah his name is like steve weeby or something yeah you do one on him yeah, it is oh god please let his name be steven i would love to do with larry the cable guy but yeah he's from new england he made that character up and did it on like a Florida radio station for a while. George Bush too, right? And George he's Bush, the fuck, same fucking he's guy. from fucking Connecticut. Yeah. And he would lose races. Like he would lose like Congress races and stuff uh, like that until he did the fucking Texas thing. George Bush is not a Texan. He's a fake Texan. Oh, Larry the Cable Guy's name, just so you guys know, is Daniel Lawrence Whitney. Let that sink in for a minute, guys. All of our yeah. big listeners in Fort Lauderdale. He's from Pawnee City in New England. Oh, boy. Mm, that's got to be tough. Yeah. Oh, he's a state trader. What a faker. But he's also... Um, I like when you look up Larry the Cable Guy, it says people also search for Jeff Foxworthy, obviously, mm-hmm. Owen Wilson, and Cheech Marin. And Billy the Singing Rubber Bass. <laughs> Why? Wait, Cheech Marin. Sorry, I missed that. Cheech Marin? Yeah, and Owen Wilson. Cheech Marin is so much funnier than any of these people. <laughs> That's ridiculous. 
Well, are you ready to sum them up? Let's sum them up. All right. This is a segment. I think you already know what it's called. Come on now. Sum them up, boys. Come on now. Get it. Come on. Sum them up now. And how fitting is that? Well, Steve this Austin. is perfect. It's almost like we wrote it for him. Yeah. Well, Michael, would you like to, to be the first to sum him up? Yeah, I'm going to say I went into this having kind of zero opinion on him. I knew he existed. I've seen him in movies, which we didn't even talk about <laughs> as like an action guy God, we, later in his career. So but much more to do with this guy. I like him, and I actually might even like dig in a little more. Just for fun? Maybe listen to his podcast a little bit. Just kind of check in every once in a while. I like him. All right, well, I'm going to try to sum him up. I have pretty much the same sum up. I, I never have had an opinion on this guy. He seemed like he'd just be a dumb wrestler. But the more I looked into this, the more I respected him. And now that I've heard his podcast, I got to say this guy's got to be back. I mean, this can't yeah. be the last time we bring Steve Austin into the show. I don't think we need to check in with his podcast every week, but like as a sometimes treat... God, that was so good, enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to have to drop some stuff. He's a here. fucking maniac, clearly, still. Yeah, he's great. All right, Steve Austin, if you do hear this, please do not Stone Cold stun us. Yeah, please don't beat us up, and that's the bottom line. And that's the bottom line, brother, because we got to talk about Stevin 316. <laughs> don't stop a Stevin. If there's a Steven that you would like us to talk about, email your suggestions to talkaboutsteven at gmail.com.